0: Sunday School Dropouts, the podcast where an ex-Christian and a non-believing sort of Jew read all the way through the Bible for the first time. I'm Lauren O'Neill.
1: And I'm Nico Bakulich,
0: And let's get biblical.
1: But before we do that, we have to cover the ground rules again. Yes. You know why? Because people aren't listening. People aren't aren't (laughs) paying attention.
0: I mean, I don't know if they are. (laughs) They seem to be. No one's uh, challenged us about like which one of us was raised Christian (laughs) and which one of us was raised Jewish.
1: That's true. That's true.
0: Um, by the way, I was the one raised Christian.
1: And I was the one raised as a non-believing sort of Jew.
0: And, uh, I'm reading the New International Version of the Bible.
1: And I'm reading the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible.
0: And this is not a Bible study podcast.
1: Also, there may be objectionable material contained within, um, both the things that are from the Bible and the things that aren't, the things that are from our, our beautiful little brains.
0: Mainly the things that are from the Bible,
1: like the objectionable parts. Probably, probably.
0: So, shall we should we jump right in?
1: Yes. Well, how are you doing? Well, what do you mean? Well, I'm just seeing how you're doing.
0: Uh, well, I'm fucking sick of this Bible.
1: <laughs> I got bad news for you, Bappo. <laughs> we're not even halfway through.
0: Um, so, today we're talking about the book of Nehemiah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I have nothing to fucking say to introduce the book of Nehemiah I'm just, <laughs> the I'm just... introduction
1: the the pre-roll essay in my Bible uh-huh. was literally like four lines long
0: mine literally just said see Ezra <laughs>
1: that's some lazy annotating right there nivies you got to get on this and improve that <sighs> does anybody have anything to say about this book I literally we were just talking about this off the air I did extra research and like checked through all the notes and stuff I didn't find anything yeah there's nothing interesting to say about this book <laughs> Not it's that just... you should turn off this podcast right now by any means.
0: <laughs> but, like, you know, if you're going to turn off one episode. <laughs> uh, okay. When we left off mm-hmm. last week, Book of Ezra, uh, the Jews had returned to Jerusalem after the Babylonian exile, mm-hmm. thanks to the Persian kings. Uh, and this one Persian king, Artaxerxes, sent um a Jewish guy Ezra back to Jerusalem to um be in charge of like the religious side of things and enforce Jewish law and the king the Persian king's law right he paid for Ezra to fix up the temple however some officials some like Persian officials mm-hmm. Kind of convinced him not to let the Jews rebuild the walls around Jerusalem.
1: Right. Because that would be like a a sign of rebellion or or whatever.
0: Right. So that happened. And uh, the book ended, the book of Ezra ended with uh, the Jews just expelling all the wives, all the non-Jewish wives that various Jewish men had taken Mm -hmm. and also their children.
1: And offering some unspecified punishment to the men that had taken those wives. Yeah
0: just uh ended with a big shit list
1: yes so at the beginning of nehemiah here mm-hmm. we are not introduced at all to mm-hmm. the main character correct instead we're thrust into his perspective
0: yes he's speaking in first person
1: speaking in first person he is apparently a cupbearer for the king yes in babylon
0: which is just like there needs why does there need to be a like a Full time job for someone to just serve wine
1: to the king. Oh, but it's more important than that. I mean, cup bearing is like a is like a symbolic thing as well. Like you'd probably taste the wine. You'd be a combo poison taster. You'd be a highly trusted servant. If you're right. a cup bearer. All right. It's like a butler.
0: Okay. That doesn't give me a whole lot of. I've, I mean, I've never had a butler either.
1: You never had a butler.
0: Um. Well.
1: Oh, you've had a manservant.
0: I've had yeah. I've had a but
1: Me not a for nine years. Oh. <laughs> Sliggity slam.
0: (laughs) Oh, marriage. Men and women. Heterosexuality. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Nehemiah is serving Artaxerxes his wine. Mm -hmm. And uh, old Uncle Art notices that he's looking sad. He says, wild long face, buddy. I like that it says, like, he had never seen me sad before. Mm -hmm. And... Presumably uh, all the other
1: days of his slavery... In the in the <laughs> right, we're, King's where King's Palace, we're
0: just ecstatic. Yeah. Um, and he's like, "Oh, you know, how can I be happy when Jerusalem is doing
1: sits wallless,
0: so wallless?" And uh, he's like, "Can I go and rebuild it?" And Artaxerxes inexplicably he says, "Yes."
1: Well, know. he he checks it with his wife first, with the old ball and chain, if you know what I'm talking Wait. about.
0: Wait, really? Yes. Okay. Can you read me that passage? You want to
1: scroll up that passage? Yeah. All right.
0: Do you need me to provide the folly work? Do you need me to make some page turning sounds? No.
1: <laughs> well, he. Did, I guess he didn't really check with the queen. Yeah. My bad. He sa- It says, uh, I ask that you send me to Judah to the city of my ancestors' graves so that I may rebuild it. The king said to me, the queen was also sitting beside him. Yeah. How long will you be gone and when will you return?
0: So, why did you think that he consulted with his wife? Did right. your Bible have a footnote about it? No. Because here's what my Bible's footnote has to say about this. Literally, all it says is that she's sitting beside him. That's it. huh Okay. She literally just sits there. And here is what my fucking Bible says. Demospia, apparently that's her name, may have used her influence with the king. The Achaemenid court was notorious for the great influence exercised by the royal women. Especially domineering was Amestris, the cruel wife of Xerxes and mother of Artaxerxes. This woman is literally just sitting there, and my Bible has to go on a rant about how women have too much power, and this other woman, who isn't even in the scene, is too bossy. I'm just trying to read about a young man named Nehemiah (laughs) and his construction project.
1: He may be very old, for all we know.
0: And... I don't need my fucking Bible to go on this bitches be trippin' manifesto against women's suffrage. It's bad enough that I have to figure out which Persian kings comes which because some ancient scribe couldn't even figure out what chronological order was. Now I have to also read about this fucking shit about how women are too bossy. Okay, so whatever. The stupid king gives permission to Nehemiah inexplicably...
1: Well yeah, I like how that he asks, it's like how long is it going to take? Like Yeah. This cup this cup is not going to bear itself.
0: And Nehemiah's is like, I don't know. A while. So he sends him but he like makes him the governor.
1: Does he make him the governor?
0: And Nehemiah's is the governor. What job skills did he learn as a cup bearer? Like how what is the career progression from cup bearer to governor?
1: That's what I'm saying. I think cup bearer, I think he might be you know, not showing enough respect to our cupbearer listeners out there, <laughs> those who have worked hard to attain that position. Um I think it might be like a, a pretty highly placed hmm. position in the servant hood. What,
0: what skills do you learn as a cupbearer that are applicable to governorship?
1: Well, organization. So like cupbearer, I don't know if this is true, but he's definitely, if not, the highest ranked servant he's one of the highest ranked Mm. servants of the Mm -hmm. king which means he's got to organize a lot of stuff in the house okay and i would in biblical fashion hearken you back to a young man named joseph yeah who also was the cupbearer for his master well
0: he wasn't the cupbearer he was just in jail with the cupbearer
1: no but he was the head of house for that for that egyptian guy after he got out of jail
0: oh but he wasn't the cupbearer he was like the head of house he was like the butler
1: yeah, that's what I'm saying. The cupbearer is like the butler. But
0: he was <laughs> He was in jail with the cupbearers. It was Oh, he was in
1: jail with the cupbearers. A
0: separate a separate office.
1: It's a separate office, but that's what I'm saying. He may not be the head of house, but he's like up there.
0: And didn't the cupbearer get executed?
1: Uh, either the cupbearer or the cook got executed. The I bigger, can't remember. Which yeah, one.
0: yeah. I don't remember which. Well, in any case.
1: What I'm saying is the man has a big house. It's hard to organize. Those organizational skills have got to come in, in handy especially when your main goal as governor is building some walls.
0: What being a cocktail waitress has nothing to do with building walls.
1: Well, now who's being reductive? <laughs>
0: oh, I stayed up so late reading this book. <laughs> it sucks so bad. Okay, so he fucking goes to fucking Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. He makes a circuit to to kind of uh, evaluate the status of the the he does it secretly he does it at night
1: to make sure that nobody sees him so he goes because he knows instinctively that there are people out there plotting against him yeah which in some minds would be paranoia but in this one which is with its odd mix between omniscient third person and first person narrative just comes off as you know canny yeah brilliant prophecy
0: he he makes a circuit from the jackal well and the dung gate
1: mm-hmm.
0: to the fountain gate and the king's pool. Mm-hmm. It sounds like one side of Jerusalem is like a lot better than the other. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it does. It does.
0: Um, and uh, then he, I don't know, then he starts rebuilding the wall.
1: He does. Yeah. He recruits the locals. Um, Ezra is already there. Yeah. Ezra's already there leading. So this is like. It's like Ezra and Nehemiah are like leading the two halves of the rebuilding of Jerusalem. One is the first is the spiritual half, and the Mm -hmm. second is the is the physical wall
0: half. half. (laughs) And so he starts like rebuilding the wall. What the fuck ever? Some Persian officials not having fun, are you? I fucking (sighs) some Persian officials try to stop him.
1: These aren't Persian officials.
0: Well, they're like. Officials in the in the Persian bureaucracy, though they're not ethnically Persian.
1: Oh, I see. I yeah. see. I thought they were representing the locals because most of them are local people, like Ammonites. They're Ammonites. Well, against I think him. the
0: Ammonite Tobiah, the Ammonite. So there's three. There's three yeah. dudes that are named Sanballat the Horonite, uh-huh. Tobiah the Ammonite, and Geshem the Arab.
1: Right. Arab isn't local, but
0: yeah, I don't think Horonite is either. Have we? I don't remember coming across that before. I can't
1: say with confidence that we haven't. mm Hmm. But I, it doesn't come to mind.
0: Um, so I think Tobiah is the one that's o- like the only one that's from like a local mm. ethnicity. I could be wrong. But they are like in the Persian bureaucracy and um, they're trying to give him shit. And he responds in the dorkiest way possible. The God of heaven will give a success. But as for you, you have no share in Jerusalem nor any claim or historic right to it. It's like... I told them they had no historic right to it. Neener, neener, neener.
1: When, the, when these three fellows, these three rude boys, uh-huh. are discussing the fact that Nehemiah has come to town to rebuild the walls, they ask, what are these feeble Jews doing oh. <laughs> in my book?
0: I don't think mine used that word, but they are. They're like, you know, kind of like schoolyard bullies. They kind of make fun of the Jews.
1: Yeah, and I don't 100% understand their motivation. I guess, I mean, I understand Tobiah's motivation because the Ammonites were historically displaced by the Jews mm-hmm. when they returned to the Holy Land. Mm-hmm. So I can understand having a, an axe to grind about that. Mm-hmm. I don't really get why a Horonite and an Arab w- would be so upset about somebody rebuilding the walls in Jerusalem.
0: Yeah, I think they're just trying to, like, curry favor in the, pur- the Persian bureaucracy. Mm. But, like, I don't fucking know.
1: It sounds like a more interesting story than the one we're reading.
0: Honestly, kind of. Chapter three is like all the different parts of the wall and uh, everyone who repaired them. Sheep gate.
1: Oh, yeah. Eliashib, the priest, rebuilds the sheep gate. Did you fish know that? Gate. A fish gate. There's the fish uh, gate. Broad wall.
0: Tower of the ovens. <laughs> the house of the heroes. There's Watergate. There's literally Watergate.
1: Watergate is in there. Yeah.
0: Also horse gate.
1: <laughs>
0: That's sounds like a scandal i really don't want to know about
1: <laughs> well you already know about pig gate
0: <laughs> you leave david cameron out of this he's had a rough day uh <laughs> this podcast is delayed by a week <laughs> his rough day came a while ago inspection gate uh so they're they're like rebuilding it all and uh these three bullies make fun of them and
1: they're trying to they're tra- they trying to slow down the process in pretty ineffectual ways yeah they're just
0: trying to like demoralize them they say that like if a fox jumped up on the wall it would knock the wall over (laughs) yeah they
1: just like make fun of their craftsmanship yeah that's gonna stop it like this is like the jews have faced some serious adversity in their time up to this point (laughs) these three chuckle fucks are not like talking about a fox isn't gonna phase them yeah and also like they keep threatening to attack and never do possibly because nehemiah tells all his people half of you hold weapons all day and yeah, have you he, work on the wall
0: he designates half of them as soldiers and and it's like you always have to carry your weapons like even when you go get water
1: yes and it says we will never even take our clothes off
0: um all by the-, the way this should be donald trump's favorite bible verse like he said his favorite bible verse is an eye for an eye mm-hmm. but like this one has we've got building a wall mm-hmm. we've got evil foreigners we've got like bullying tactics like dumb insults it's got all his favorite stuff
1: but the hero is nehemiah who's like more humble
0: yeah but like donald trump doesn't understand who's the hero (laughs) (laughs) he thinks the bullies are the hero but the
1: bullies don't want to build the wall
0: oh good point good point hmm well i'll have to take this up with him the next time i see him okay when we're comparing notes on our manservants (laughs)
1: He definitely has manservants.
0: No, he has like 12 manservants, one for every hour before noon. And then they start over again.
1: One for every hour before noon.
0: (laughs) Okay, we're moving on. I guess like everyone's starving.
1: There's a famine going on, yeah. The the narrative gets interrupted a little bit Like
0: they're all either like building the wall or guarding the people building the wall. Right. So there's (laughs) nobody to like farm shit. That's a good point. And they're like selling their kids into slavery.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but the main problem is that they're... They're, like, mortgaging their family to other Jews. That's the main problem.
0: It would be fine if they were mortgaging their families to foreigners?
1: I mean, it wouldn't be fine, but, like, it wouldn't be a point of precedent in the Bible, I don't think. Hmm. Because Nehemiah goes to the the nobles and the local lords and the elders and whatever, and he's like, hey, by the way, you're charging interest on loans that you're giving to the people in the community. You shouldn't do that. You're taking people into slavery. You shouldn't do that. And they're like, oh, yeah, my bad. Um, they just drop it I guess
0: it's all presented in first person Uh which like makes him sound like a total dweeb you know (laughs) it's like it sounds like that you know like that chain email from like 1999 where like the atheist teacher is like you have to deny Christ if I drop this piece of chalk and then like the student the Christian student defeats him and like an eagle swoops down and like carves the Jesus fish in his back or whatever
1: Whoa, that got intense. That's,
0: I mean, that's what happens in that email, right? I have no idea. I haven't idea. read it in a while.
1: <laughs> I haven't been keeping up on my chain emails. Um,
0: although it has been forwarded to me uh, more than once in all seriousness. You know. Here, like, Here's the quote from the Bible. I pondered them in my mind and then accused the nobles and officials. I told them, you are exacting usury from your own countrymen. They kept quiet because they could find nothing to say. So <laughs> I continued. I see.
1: I see. I see what you're saying. You know? Yeah, yeah. He stood there stupidly looking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His stupid atheist face. Yeah. With his grim, faithless expression. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he also tells them, what you are doing is not good.
0: Hmm, <laughs> I thought it was good, but now I see it is not good.
1: The powers of oratory are like strong. The
0: opposite of good. <laughs> so, uh...
1: Also, in that little section, it notes that the previous governor of Jerusalem had been so corrupt and collected so much power for himself that his his allotment of food was enormous. He was getting like an ox every day and oh, like yeah. six sheeps and like tons of wine and everything like that. And Nehemiah makes a great point to point out that or it takes great pain, excuse me, to point out that he's sharing that allotment with 150 people.
0: Yes. Yeah. Even though he's like still taking
1: it. It doesn't really make any sense. I guess the allotment comes from the Persian government, but like No,
0: I think it comes from the Jews. Like I think it's like a Levite type of tithing
1: oh, type of thing. Oh, really? I could be wrong. But they but they had stopped tithing for the Levites because Nehemiah oh, reintroduces yeah. that later. Oh yeah. I feel like this is like the governor's allowance from the like local taxes. And it's
0: yeah, it's like an ox, six sheep and some poultry. And he's like, "But I shared that. Like I didn't eat that all." Yeah. Like my the, my predecessor ate an ox, six sheep, and several poultry every day. But, I, like, I'm not selfish like that. You
1: could never eat an ox every day. I
0: know. Day. Like, obviously that guy was sharing it with people. He couldn't <laughs> eat that.
1: <sighs> but he makes he makes it very clear. And then clear. he's
0: like, I didn't take anything on top of that. <laughs> it's like, oh, I, you didn't take anything on top of way, uh, enough food for 200 people? Like, congratulations. I hate this book, baby.
1: <laughs> In a certain way, it seems like... It's trying to lay out an example of a a, like a humble, you know, dedicated person. Yeah. But the first person. It doesn't
0: work when it's in the first person. (laughs) Makes
1: it seem super braggy. It
0: doesn't work.
1: (laughs) But luckily it's going to switch randomly out of first person and into third person several times during this book. It is? Yeah. A couple of times. A couple of times it'll refer to the governor Nehemiah.
0: Oh. Yeah. Not sure.
1: Stuff is all mixed up.
0: I'm not sure mine did that.
1: Really? I could totally understand somebody editing that later and being like, let's just make this consistent. Because, like, about 80% of it is in first person, and then there's about 20% that's in third person.
0: Maybe that was, like, in the parts that my eyes kind of glazed over, which was, like, 90% of it. Mm
1: So, those are also likely the parts that are from different sources. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, there was was a lot of
0: lists. Like, I didn't pay that much attention.
1: The genealogical stuff is probably from different sources than the narrative stuff.
0: So, anyway, the bullies. try to try to lure Nehemiah
1: (laughs) this is so dumb to
0: meet them on the plane of oh no Uh uh-huh and he's like oh no I will not meet you there (laughs) oh no he's his trap he doesn't go
1: yeah but the way they do it is just like they invite him out to a meeting at a place that's obviously a trap
0: yeah like why would you do that
1: and they do it four times he says
0: yeah (laughs) it's like when it didn't work the first like two times
1: And he kept being like, hey, I'm building a wall. I'm really busy. And then the fourth time, it's like they try to blackmail him. And they they send him a letter "Mm -hmm."
0: accusing him of like rebelling.
1: Yeah. They'll be like, oh, the king's not going to be happy when he hears that you're, you know, that Jerusalem might be rebelling because it's building these fancy new walls. Maybe you want to come and talk to us before we like send a letter like that.
0: And then here's the letter that he writes to them. It says, nothing like what you are saying is happening. You are just making it up out of your head sounds like slamming
1: like,
0: sounds like digimon otis <laughs> like it just sounds like someone who does not understand someone who's like way too earnest Wait, for what did you say good.
1: digimon otis
0: yeah you know digimon otis
1: no please uh, tell me
0: um a real man with a real dedication to digimon yeah and he like doesn't he's like way too earnest for his own good yep and honestly like drill like owes his "Quote unquote career to Digimon Otis and like reproducing that tone. That's of his tweet.
1: That's his salari. That's yeah,
0: totally, totally. Um, and that's what it sounds like when you say nothing like what you are saying is happening. <laughs> um, then some some false prophets try to get him to like hide in the temple from the bullies. Yes. Um, but he doesn't do it because he knows it'd be a sin. For whatever fun reason and that I says, don't care like, about, and he says like a man
1: like me would never hide in the temple from these men.
0: I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't. I don't even care. Also, he starts complaining that like so we talked about Tobiah the Ammonite mm-hmm. is like maybe a local, a more local guy, right? And he's like kind of, kind of in the community by marriage. Yes. Um, and so. Nehemiah, of course, is not happy about that, uh, as we as we learned from the book of Ezra. Racial purity is very important during mm-hmm. this um, era of the kingdom of Judah, and so
1: there's no place for Tobiah in the temple and in the in the congregation.
0: And here's here's a good quote. Um, they kept reporting that they is like the community, his community. They kept reporting to me his good deeds and then telling him what I said. <laughs> Like this dude is such a fucking dork. He's like, they kept telling him it's not fair. Just like deal with your shit. If you don't, if you don't like what Tobias is doing, then like.
1: You're the governor. I'm sure you can make something Put a stop to it. Yeah.
0: Don't just complain about how other people were like telling him what you said. <laughs> I think I need to take a break from this fucking book.
1: Okay. We're going to take a quick break. You're going to hear some music and then we'll be right back with more Sunday School Dropouts. High energy having fun with the Bible. Uh, Yeah. Welcome back to Sunday School Dropouts. We are talking about Nehemiah. This is Nico.
0: And I'm Lauren. Hello. And, uh, we're gonna jump back in. Oh my. The book of Nehemiah. This is getting grim. Which, uh, you Listeners, know,
1: she might not make it through.
0: Next, next chapter we've got some fucking lists. <laughs> Hurrah.
1: Yeah, so uh nehemiah finishes all the walls mm-hmm. and so the thing that you would do naturally to celebrate that is to enroll everybody in the genealogy mm-hmm. so he tells us about who all the fuck was there and who their dad was
0: They have dumb names
1: <laughs> well it feels a little harsh they're just names
0: <sighs> one of them is named bunny do you want your dad to be named bunny
1: you want my dad to be named bunny yeah it would be confusing yeah so no okay Unless he were always named Bunny, in which case, that'd be fine. <laughs> it's just a name after all. Unless it gave him some sort of complex. Uh, well, b- And that, you know, reflected on me in some way.
0: <laughs> You're going through a whole thing right now.
1: <laughs> you asked me a question. All right. My duty is to take your question seriously.
0: That's very kind of you. But we're not taking this seriously because it's just a bunch of... Of names about who like guards what fucking part of the wall yep. and who stabs the temple mm-hmm. and I don't care.
1: True, but then Ezra shows up, and Yay. they they have a big party, uh, and Yay. Ezra reads the Torah to the people. Yep, for a, like full half day. Yes, and the people are so. This mo- is at
0: Watergate, by the way. Mm-hmm.
1: People are so moved by the allegations of wiretapping
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that, people- that they
0: say Ezra is not a crook. <laughs>
1: That's right. People are so moved by the reading of the Torah, they start to weep. And he says, no, this is not a day for weeping. This is not a day for crying.
0: I also like how it presents this. It says, like, Ezra told them this is not a day for weeping because they had been weeping. Yeah. It's like, get just chronological order,
1: people. Yeah, I also feel like good communication, too, is important. Like, if you said, like, hey, we're going to have a big reading of the Torah today. Here's the overall atmosphere I'm going for, (laughs) you know? Just lay out some of the expectations beforehand.
0: Maybe if he had like given out some kind of, you know, some party favors. Maybe if he'd like given everybody like kind of like a like a voucher, you know, for pretzel, or whatever. Obviously
1: was just a, just a packet, just an intro packet. You oh, know? just just a little, like a little folder of sure. info. Yeah, just
0: like a text. Just text it to them.
1: Yeah, with like a with like a little address, like a little letter from Ezra in the front. Be like, hey, thanks for coming to the party. Here's a little info about what you can expect and like an agenda.
0: And then he says, uh, "Go and enjoy choice food and sweet drinks."
1: Mine says, "Go and eat fat and drink sweet wine." Eat
0: fat! Mm-hmm. Wow.
1: Which sounds honestly, when I read that, I was like, "That sounds pretty good."
0: <laughs> <laughs> I want to just eat eat pure fat and drink sweet wine. Yeah, it it's sounds...
1: not pure fat, but you know, it's what the, is it? It's the fatty parts of the animal.
0: Isn't that pure fat?
1: You'll never understand.
0: I don't know. I mean, I guess I I'm a vegetarian. I haven't eaten meat in a long time I know it's well okay. actually that's not true I've eaten like a little bit of poultry recently due to health problems we don't need to get into this <laughs> uh you brought it up so yeah they have they have then they celebrate Sukkot mm-hmm.
1: they all hop in a booth
0: yep charge tolls to everybody everybody's happy
1: you know who else like booths a little fellow named Doctor Who <laughs> I
0: thought you were gonna say John Wilkes <laughs> Um then after these happy celebrations, they get to Yom Kippur. Mm-hmm. Yeah, involves all the you know, fasting, uh wearing sackcloth.
1: Putting earth up on your head.
0: Uh separating yourself from all foreigners. Uh-huh. That's an important one. It is. Uh confessing your sins. You know, just all atonement, uh, forgiveness, racial purity, all the, all the traditional values that you want in a holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they have this, uh, this long, uh, this long prayer.
1: How'd you feel about that prayer?
0: Um, it's kind of nice.
1: I thought it was a pretty good one. I think
0: the first paragraph in it, maybe the basis for a song that I used to sing back in church when I was, uh, in the worship band in my youth group.
1: Back in church and days.
0: Yeah. Church and days. Mm-hmm. Um, but none of the rest of the lyrics seem to mesh with the rest of this prayer. So it may be just from a different part.
1: I thought the prayer was real nice. Yeah, it was nice. I mean, I've read a bunch of them, and they all look like this, kind of, these Old Testament prayers. Mm -hmm. But I think—I feel like they're getting better at them.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think that's true. But also, it's, like, it's all the same material. Yes,
1: it is all the same uh, material. Thank you,
0: God. You, Mm -hmm. like, uh, gave Abram the name Abraham, and you led Moses out of Egypt. And it's, like, can we just, like, cut the rest of the repetition—like, just cut the rest of it and just go straight to this one. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like— we don't read about it like 5,000 fucking times.
1: In this one, Abram left the city of Ur.
0: Yeah, Ur of the Chaldeans. Hmm. Was that not in previous ones?
1: I think it probably was, but it's just weird. What's what's going on in the city of Ur? That must have been a real old city.
0: Um. Yeah, I mean, he's like from Iraq, like what's now Iraq. Oh. Um,
1: Is he from uh, the Cradle of Civilization?
0: Yeah, I think so. And then he uh, becomes a monotheist. Un- out of I want to know
1: more about Ur, this old city.
0: I'm sure you could find some on Wikipedia. Did you research that on Wikipedia? No. Oh, that, no. No. That probably would have been interesting.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Let's all let's talk about things interesting things we let's, could have talked about. Yeah, let's about talk about, about
0: hypothetically interesting things. Uh, building a roller coaster.
1: That's <laughs> not interesting. Running I mean, it actually is pretty Congress. interesting. <laughs> That is interesting in a morbid kind of way.
0: Traveling the Amazon jungle.
1: It could be interesting. Could be pretty boring, I suppose.
0: How could it be boring?
1: I mean, the, the jungle is huge. Parts of it are not especially interesting. They're just inhospitable.
0: I bet they're interesting. In addition to deadly. Whatever. I hate this. I hate myself. I hate the Bible. The spirit of this long, beautiful prayer. Everyone comes together and signs an agreement. Not to let their daughters marry foreigners.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're good. They all get together and sign this thing that says they're going to follow the old ways. They're going back to the old yeah. ways, including.
0: Throwback. TBT. Hashtag TBT.
1: <laughs> including no intermarriage. You got to send the first of the flock to God. Yeah, all the rest of the standard uh, shit. Tithes to the Levites, etc., cetera, et cetera. Uh... Oh, but then was that fun? Because.
0: Because now we have a list.
1: Mm-hmm. Two chapters full of the names of people who do things Uh, they don't do anything in this chapter this is just their names
0: we did learn their names (laughs) so essential to everything my life
1: it's pretty bad changing
0: the way i see the world due to this list of names
1: okay i'm gonna forge ahead here because lauren is about to implode (laughs) Uh, at the end there's a weird little segment where So Nehemiah has apparently gone back to Babylon because he hears through the grapevine, I assume, that Eliashib or Eliashib has... That's a priest
0: back in Jerusalem.
1: It is. um, One of the top Levites, top, top Levites, Mm -hmm. has apparently struck some sort of deal with Tobiah where he is like, Tobiah is now welcomed back into the temple, into the congregation, which... As you remember or may not, Nehemiah said was a no-go because Tobiah is an Ammonite.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We're done with foreigners right now. Yeah. But also he's like one of the guys who tried to fuck up building the wall. Definitely.
1: For that He said reason. like a box could knock much, it
0: over, et cetera, et cetera.
1: That, that's much pettier. That doesn't have its roots in deuteronomical law.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know. I think it does if he's like actively working against God's people.
1: Well, yeah, you could kill him. Yeah. Definitely shouldn't be worshiping with him, though.
0: Well, Eliashib, or Eliashib, however you say it, was, like, renting out a bunch of, like, storage space to him. He had a
1: place in the temple, is what it says. Which, it sounds like he had an office there or something like that. Yeah, like, it
0: was supposed to be storage, but he was living there or something like that.
1: (laughs) You want to live in the box?
0: (laughs) He's, like, (laughs) he's, like, living out of his office. Yeah. He's, like, got a cot there.
1: Has shaved in days.
0: Don't tell the boss.
1: So... Nehemiah has to go back to Jerusalem and clean house. And in the process of that process of kicking Tobiah out, um he also reinstates the tithes for the Levites and yeah, yeah. like reinstates the things. He, fixes, he just words. fixes up all the sins, you know. It's just like just as a reminder, like you,
0: No selling wine to foreigners on the Sabbath.
1: Yeah. And like
0: no buying fish from foreigners on the Sabbath.
1: hmm You gotta be constantly vigilant. Yeah. That's the only way you can live a life guided by the law.
0: Yeah. And no intermarrying with foreigners. Definitely not. Because, quote, was it not because of marriages like these that Solomon, king of Israel, sinned?
1: Uh, that's a good point. Yeah,
0: cares what my Bible's footnote has to say about that. Uh, outstanding. Oh, it says Solomon is an outstanding king in terms of wealth and political achievements. However, in later years, his foreign wives led him to worship other gods. Why is everything these wives' fault? <laughs> like, they don't even have names. but everything. Why don't we just make it illegal for women to speak? Why don't we just... Sew up women's vaginas. It would, like, just everything is their fault. Who cares about the king? The king's powerless. All evil emanates from these foreign wives.
1: You can't make any more sons that way. So that is a problem. (sighs) And God did promise me that my children would be more numerous than the grains of sand on the beaches.
0: Did he promise that to fucking Solomon?
1: Uh, yeah. That's that's literally one of the covenants. (laughs) That's why Solomon had, like, a thousand wives. <sighs> well, he had, like, 700 wives and 300 concubines.
0: And they made him worship Chemosh.
1: They encouraged him.
0: No, they made him. It was all their
1: fault. <laughs> of course. Of
0: they course. don't even have names. Solomon is his great king, and we're going to talk all about his exploits uh. and all the good he did. But everything bad he did is not even attributed to Satan. It's attributed to stupid wives.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's the end. That's the end of this fucking book. Mm-hmm. Morals of the story. What, do you think, what, do, what did we learn? One foreigners are bad 2 everything is bad because of foreigners 3 expel the foreigners uh for purify the bloodline
1: it really seems to me like the message of this book was more that like
0: god will love us when we're pure enough
1: <laughs> no that that like you know rejuvenating jerusalem takes not only like uh a spiritual effort to get closer to the book but also like a physical effort to separate yourself physically from like the multicultural society like it's important that jews are together and that like jews are in uh purity
0: against the lesser races
1: yeah they're in a congregation (laughs) with each other
0: it's like it's kind of interesting to think that like when a culture is undergoing a period of economic Or political or social distress or Mm -hmm. uncertainty that they will always blame foreigners like from the Bible to Brexit. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the name of my doctoral thesis. From the Bible to Brexit. (laughs) Yeah. It's not bad. (laughs) Um, Just like there's your scapegoat.
1: Except you need a colon and like five more sentences in the title. Um,
0: From the Bible to Brexit.
1: uh... An interdisciplinary examination interrogation. Of of, uh,
0: of genetic purity.
1: (laughs) Oh, no, 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 no,
0: (laughs) no. Yo, that's what it is.
1: You're going to have to go back to school to find better words to describe that then.
0: (laughs) (sighs) You're right. It does need a euphemism. Another thing we've learned is if you take the exact same rhetoric from the other books of the Bible, it's all about legitimizing religious law and glorifying the nation of israel Mm -hmm. uh but you put it in first person it It sound like a real asshole sounds stupid yeah
1: (laughs) sound like a real sanctimonious piece of shit yeah the the least humble thing you can do is point out how humble you are yeah and this dude does it a bunch of times ezra made it through without mentioning how humble and brilliant he was didn't he
0: um i think he, he may have He's done the exact same thing it's just that his didn't start till like two-thirds of the way through the book Mm -hmm. so maybe it's just like when you get too much of it it becomes way more obvious
1: Mm -hmm. i don't know i mean it just goes to show that like some of these this isn't necessarily a parable exactly but it's supposed to it's supposed to illuminate some religious lesson for us and if you try to like inhabit one of the characters in these religious lessons it like doesn't make sense
0: Oh, boy. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, it's like very.
1: But it doesn't make the sense that they want it to make because this is like this is like a narcissist. Yeah. Like sanctimonious asshole that everyone would hate. It
0: reads like just every person on the Internet who sucks. (laughs) It reads like a comment section full of sanctimonious assholes. Mm -hmm. Um, On that note, do you want to read this book?
1: Sure. Yeah, let's read this book. Do you have more to talk about? Uh, No. I mean, not unless you do. I don't. Okay.
0: How would you rate this book?
1: I would give this book twelve out of thirty-six dungates. Okay.
0: Would you care to explain further?
1: Uh, yes. So a dungate, I presume, is uh the place where the city shits. Yeah. I guess. So
0: could, the, maybe like the dump, like the city dump.
1: I don't know. Anyway, I give it uh twelve out of thirty-six because it had some nice prayers in it i thought those prayers were actually
0: i have one nice prayer
1: it had one nice prayer in it okay um
0: exaggerate (laughs) let's not give too much credit here
1: also it mostly moved along except for a couple of lists which i figure are kind of de rigueur and while it didn't well the main character wasn't very interesting nehemiah i did like the idea of these three persians like trying to scuttle his plans (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> why i don't know
1: it gives me an it, it makes me think of a more interesting story that yeah, might be told
0: it's true it's very like personal and human yeah there's like a a real like story going on there like a narrative related to people's which, dumb foibles and... yeah,
1: which they effectively resist in the actual telling of it yeah <laughs> but um the rest of it is just bad i mean yeah it's like repeated stuff and lists of names yep. and i don't like the idea that they're already hearkening back to an older time, <laughs> you know. That like they're like looking at Abrahamic Judaism, and they're like, "Oh, those were the days when everything was so pure." Yeah. I was like, then we have people looking back to people that are looking back to people looking back yeah. to these people. Yeah. And it's like,
0: and it's like, great now we're Nigel Farage.
1: <laughs> yeah, kind of, kind of. I was thinking more on the religious side than on the political side. Oh, okay. But that that people are always looking back to older times and being like this it was so much better than it was so much less complicated or whatever that there was there used to be this set of rules that worked when in fact there's no set of rules that always works that like human life is constantly changing oh and... well, yeah
0: i mean i'm even if you like take that at face value uh-huh. and look at like the previous books in the bible they have the exact same fucking problems it's like <laughs> oh They were intermarrying and worshiping the wrong gods. The Levites weren't getting their correct tithes. like people stopped observing the Sabbath correctly. Like it's the exact same problems. There is no purer, happier precedent Mm -hmm. unless you want to go back to Eden, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess there's like the there is the reign of of just and wise kings. But even then, like the country, like Israel wasn't at peace. Yeah. They were just in offensive wars as opposed to defensive wars. Well, both. Yeah, both most likely. Yeah. Anyway, how would you rate the book?
0: I don't know, like a one out of 12 foxes because it's just lists and bullshit and racism. Okay. I stayed up so late reading it.
1: I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
0: There's not enough cheap vodka in the world to make up for the book of nehemiah
1: we'll see about that
0: (laughs) yeah okay let's go find out if there's enough
1: (laughs) okay okay but before we do that we have some important things to discuss we do yes okay first of all you can follow us on twitter at sun school drop on twitter at sun school drop yep you can also find us on facebook we are sunday school dropouts just look for that awesome dove which was designed by our good friend and collaborator elise carlton thank you very much to her for our logo and art
0: Thank you to Nico for our sound editing and music and everything. You're very welcome. Uh, and, uh, oh, we're also on Facebook, Sunday School Dropouts. I said that. Oh, um, I'm, I meant to say we're on the internet at a website, and that website is sundayschooldropouts.lol.
1: sundayschooldropouts.lol. Uh
0: If you want to send us kudos... Or jeers, cheers or jeers, send them to contact at dropouts.lol And uh, if you want to rate your reviews on iTunes, we would be extremely grateful. That is the lifeblood of podcasts.
1: Mm-hmm. It's the number one way you can help other people find the show. Um, again, that's rating or reviewing on the iTunes store. That's clicking on that little button that says how many, uh, how many wall foxes you would give it out of five. Yeah. And writing a little sentence about it, like saying, "You know, wood fox again." Yeah. Wall foxes forever. For five example, five out of five wall foxes, etc.
0: Just yeah, anything you, that you have to say about wall foxes. Agreed. Just tell us about any foxes that you saw.
1: So Lauren is is angry.
0: They're. I would rather be talking about foxes right now, <laughs> frankly. Even though they're kind of weird looking.
1: <laughs> kind of weird looking. Yeah, like mean? have you
0: ever seen a fox? Like a fox up close. They're like. They're like not. They're like in the uncanny valley of dogs. <laughs> They're like a dog in the uncanny valley.
1: Okay. Okay. I can sort of see what you're saying.
0: But like, it's fine. They're cool. Like, uh, you know.
1: I think you may be just confronting some of your own. You Prejudices
0: know. against foxes. No, I like foxes.
1: Um, I just mean. Lo- loves if you, utopia. If you just. Loves ass-
0: fantastic Mr. Fox.
1: If you assume everything dog shaped is is, should look like a dog, then you're going to be like, you're going to feel disappointed when they don't.
0: No, but I mean like wolves wolves look really good.
1: They're very dog like though.
0: But then foxes are like they're like not really wolves, no, like not really dogs. And they've got like these weird yellow eyes.
1: Like, they're foxes. Can't yeah. you just let them be foxes? They look very fox like, yeah, don't I you mean, think?
0: Well, like A what? Kind of like when you see like a fox in real life, it's like different from like the cartoon foxes.
1: Ah, uh, I see. This is all oh, going back to you watching robin hood when you were a kid oh. and falling in love with that weird fox
0: oh you're right oh i have some some stuff to discuss in therapy this week
1: <laughs> who doesn't anyway we're going to sign off now i'm lauren i'm nico
0: and we'll see you on sunday bye, bye. <laughs>